You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brains, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, E.J. Andrews of GSWinnacouch.com, and I apologize that I have not been living up to that slogan lately. We are going to change that right now. It's May. Got a brand new sponsor that we're excited about, and I'm finally feeling a little better after the shell shocks that have been hitting the province and trying to adjust to a new work schedule, and just, it is, it is rough here, but... We're going to survive, and, you know, we have help on that front. We'll talk about that help in a little bit, but uh, just to kind of tee up this episode first, back on Friday, I asked um, for some fans to describe their, their first game experience with the Blue Jays, and I did get some response, but, yeah, I, I just, again, I've been feeling incredibly run down lately, you know. I I hope it's nothing, but you can never tell in these times. So, yeah, this is going to be that episode where we're kind of reminiscing about uh, first games, first live games with the Blue Jays, just because um, I, I was kind of thinking about that lately, and I don't know if I told the actual story of my first game with uh, with family members when I went to see the Blue Jays. So I thought that'd just be fun. So to kind of ease back into things, we're going to do that. Um, I'll actually tell my story in the second half because, you know, I can embellish it and be pretty good with it. But like I said, I did ask y'all so I want to give you the spotlight in the first half. So just go over some of the ones I got. Um, start with Danny Galea at Danny Galea 99. Danny remembers that his first game was against Cleveland. That's pretty much it, which Danny, that's a very smart strategy. Just be like, yeah, I was totally against Cleveland. I don't know what year. I don't know how old I was. Just, just leave it at that. It's a very smart veteran maneuver, Danny. I, I approve and I appreciate that because I'm gonna, I'm gonna totally date myself when I do my story. Um, Matthew at Matthew Elmsley. Matthew's first game that they clearly remember watching was in the summer of '86. It was in June or July when Jimmy Key pinned Roger Clemens with his first loss of the season. The Jays won 4-2. First of all, anytime you can disappoint Roger Clemens, that's awesome. I heartily approve of that because he deserves all the disappointment in life. Like, you know, none of his kids actually reaching the majors. Because he's a garbage person. But also bringing up Jimmy Key, who admittedly, I was a, I was a little late on Jimmy Key as a Blue Jay. I... When I started getting really into baseball, he was on the Orioles at that time. So I knew of him as part of that rotation with Mike Mussina that 
you know, was very effective. But Jimmy Keep is sneaky, like, top, top ten, top seven Blue Jays starting pitcher of all time. I, like, if I, if I have to go through, I'd probably go Steve, um, Hemken, Halliday, obviously. And then well, you might sneak up in the top five. Because then you're starting to be like, well, you, where's Marco Estrada? Where's Marcus Stroman? Um, yeah, I think for longevity's sake, I think you have to put Key up there. So top five starting pitcher for the Blue Jays. So it, it's nice to be able to have that that kind of memory. And again, just stick it to Roger Clemens every time you get. Uh, Daisy Sauvageau at Daisy Sauvageau. Daisy went to Skydome one time. It was late June 2000 and the Red Sox were in town. The only time she saw Pedro and he only went five innings. Jays won in 12 or 13. After the game, it was on to Montreal for the next leg of her trip. See that? That's kind of the way to do it, I think. Is, is you, you factor in the sports to whatever you happen to be doing, which is similar to my story. And, you know, again, if, I know... Uh, Daisy's from America, so when whenever you can get up here and and be able to take in stuff like that, it was probably cheaper to see it in Toronto than it would have been in Boston. So I I am glad that Daisy was able to enjoy that. Um, Robin at Robin Egg underscore Amherst can't remember the first game with my full interest, but no, it was the '92 playoff run. What I do remember is how cranky I was. Their first game preempted the edge of night in 77. Had no idea that day how much I would come to love the Jays. Sorry, not a correct answer. Hey, there is no judgment here, Robin. That's a totally legit answer. That's that's very, that's very, very much in line. And I, I appreciate that you answered both questions. You answered the television and you answered the live. And I, uh, I do, I do know that pain of having stuff preempted because I will get ticked to this day every time I see Patriot stuff preempting Jeopardy on my PVR. So I, I know that pain. And let's wrap it up with friend of the show, guest of the show, Jason Couch writer Karen Sutar at Karen Sutar One. Karen was a kid, forgets how old. Went to a Jays game with her dad at Old Exhibition Stadium. Jays lost badly, but there was something about the game of baseball that really appealed to her. She rediscovered her love for the game years later and never looked back. And that's that's a beautiful thing. I, I have not gotten the opportunity to go to a game with my dad just for logistics reasons that I'll kind of get into. But, you know, I I watched games with my dad growing up, both baseball and hockey, and it was one of the things that really bonded us together. And, you know, being able to take in that experience with your father, obviously very important for a lot of people who maintain that connection to the game. And it's it's so heartwarming to be able to hear stories like that and and just the impact it has all all these years later. I'm not saying it's a lot of years for you, Karen. Just just it's 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 a nice sentiment to be able to carry forward in these times when we need sentiments like that just to to kind of keep the faith and keep things warm so 
Thank you very much for sharing that. Thank you all the people who wrote in to share those stories of their first games. Greatly appreciated. And I, I, I will be probably terrible at telling my first story, but I will do my best after we get into this announcement from our new friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is taking over the Lockdown Network for the month of May, and we couldn't be more excited here. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I, I shouldn't have to sell any more than that. Like, it sounds amazing already. They're, they've got 16 amazing flavors. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They basically melt in your mouth. Um, but they're healthy, which is amazing. Um, you know, I, uh, I do... I do eat Cliff Bars from time to time, just if I'm if I'm kind of running somewhere, and like there there's a lot of sugar in those suckers. Like like there's there's a lot of things that you don't really need. Built Bars are made for people who are looking to lose or maintain weight while you know having what is essentially a candy bar. And they're low calorie, they're low sugar, they're high in protein, they're high in fiber, they're giving you all that good stuff, and they taste great. I I'm. I know I'm the weird one, but I like the mint brownie. Um, it's got 15 grams of protein. It's just 110 calories and only four grams of sugar. And again, that makes me feel so much better because, I mean, when I was doing the withing things, I got very uncomfortable with my weight. So Built Bar is going to help. And if you go to BuiltBar.com and you use that promo code locked on, you'll get $10 off your first order. So you just go to the website, enter locked on. $10 for you right there. So get those candy bars in your mouth. And if you want more candy bars, why not try our friends at Postmates to get that delivered to you? Whether you need a breakfast burrito or a 12-pack of beers delivered or whatever clothing item you couldn't go without, Postmates comes in and gets it to your door when you need it. It's so simple. You just have to download the app onto your phone you can find your favorite stores, lock them in, and then Postmates will deliver stuff within the hour from those stores for you. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first week with the program. You just download the app, use that code locked on. It's so easy to remember. It's literally across the place. And you get that free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for the first week. So download Postmates, get $100 with that code locked on, and anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. So, as I said, um, I'm going to tell you a story of my first Blue Jays game. I, I can't remember if I mentioned it in pieces um, at points during this podcast, but I'm, I'm going to give you the full story. So uh, back when I was in high school, uh, I was a national champion at trivia. I know this is not a reason just for me to humble brag. I, I can tell you that. Um, but one of the prizes that uh, I got was a via rail pass that was good for like 10 days worth of travel and 30 days or something. 
So I was pretty stoked about that because at that time, the only time I had traveled out of the province was with my dad when he went on uh, trucking runs to the States. So I saw like New England and beautiful Camden, New Jersey. So I was really excited to be able to travel a little bit. And at the top of my list was to see my first Blue Jays game. Because living in Nova Scotia, you can't exactly just be like, yeah, let's go see the Jays. And then drive 24 hours just to get to the game. So it took a lot of planning to be able to do that. So uh, it was in August when I went because I wanted to activate it. um, And then be able to travel back and forth between uh, university and home. So, I went on the on the rail um, back when, you know, you could do that easy. Went from Halifax to Montreal, which, don't tell New Brunswick I said this, but going through northern New Brunswick on the train is beautiful. Like, like there's some gorgeous scenery up there. And I guess you can give Quebec the credit for it, but... Still, like, like going along the rivers and seeing, like, the the shards of the Appalachians. Like, the, it's some stunning scenery. If, if you get the chance and have a few hundred bucks to blow, definitely worth it. Especially if you're like, I don't want to pay $3,000 to go from Toronto to Vancouver. Halifax to Montreal is much cheaper. And you still get some gorgeous scenery. So do that instead. But anyway... I took the train to Toronto to meet with my aunt and uncle and uh, my two cousins because they were the only family I had in Ontario. They made the drive down from Peterborough to be able to pick me up at the train station. You know, freaking fresh face high school me coming in for basically the first time. I'd been to Toronto like once with my dad, but you know, we weren't exactly in the heart of the city. We're going to like flower packing plants outside. So meet up with them. Take me to Jack Astor's, which I'd never eaten at Jack Astor's before either. Shout out Jack Astor's. Um, But, you know, had had my big meal there. And then we took the walk down to the Sky Dome to see the Blue Jays. And, you know, this was a time when they were right smack dab in the middle of mediocrity. So it was it was 50-50 whether or not it was going to be a win or it was going to be a loss. You couldn't really tell. But it it promised to be something, which I think is is what we wanted. So, you know, uh, got seats down the right field line, the five of us, um, second deck. And, you know, for a while, it, it was kind of slow. Um, but then it, it didn't really take long for, for things to pick up because... Uh, you know, I I think I have mentioned which game this is, but um, yeah, the Blue Jays scored eight runs in the first two innings off of Dan Heron, 
the the Oakland A's starter. And you know, they were there were some solid shots too. Like Alex Rios leading off with a home run, Troy Gloss hitting a home run. Yeah, this is the era I'm talking about. Freaking freaking Lyle Overbay, the star. Back when Greg Zahn had to DH. But you know, it it felt really special see, seeing that kind of performance already. Just like, yeah, all right, freaking, let's see it. Eat nothing. This is awesome. We're gonna go home. And there's this really obnoxious A's fan in the stands who kept like trying to jeer the Blue Jays, and then we're like, they're down, eat nothing. You want to go hug Milton Bradley? Like, do it. But uh, as fans might remember, it fell apart for the Blue Jays in. The third inning, when Oakland scored seven runs. And, of course, that would be the game where Ted Lilly got pulled in the third inning. And you could see how ticked off he was. He, he'd only allowed... Um, he had allowed five at that point. And then gave up the double to Frank Thomas and then a single to Jay Payton. And then he gets pulled and then that's when the fireworks start in the dugout. And because of where it was seated, we could see into the dugout and you could see everyone running from the dugout into the corridor in the back there. And we're just wondering what the, what the heck's going on because we can't really see into the dugout. We just see like, like a massive people running through it. Later, of course, we'd find out that John Gibbons and Ted Lilly were fighting, which, you know, made all the sense in the world with later facts emerging about John Gibbons. But, you know, all of a sudden that 8 nothing game just evaporated and, all of a, and it was really tight now because it was 8-7. And the Blue Jays couldn't do anything. And then in the top of the six, they had Brandon League come in and... Lee just got wrecked, you know. I mean, in hindsight, he didn't really do anything wrong, but just a, just a lot of base runners allowed to get on, and just the game got out of hand right there. And the Blue Jays tried to come back, and then, like, late, still one-run game, and, and that obnoxious A's fan was still going, and we're like... God, just shut up, guy. And he's like, oh, here comes Jay Payton. Jay Payton going to get another run for us. I'm like, shut up. Jay Payton sucks. And, of course, Jake Payton, Jay Payton takes Jeremy Cardo deep. And he just went ballistic. And the Blue Jays ended up losing that game 12-10. And as I drove with my aunt and uncle back to Peterborough, it, it didn't really matter. Because, like, that, that was, like... You know, eight years in the making, that that first trip to the Rogers Center to be able to see that. And thankfully, I've been able to go more since then. Um, back when I lived in Toronto and last year when I got to meet some of y'all, which is awesome. But, you know, they say you never, you never forget your first. And, and mine turned out to be pretty memorable. And I guess... I guess that's why I was willing to stick with the Blue Jays through all the mediocrity and, you know, come back out on the other side when we're 
hopefully gonna eventually see this roller coaster start to rise again but that will be a topic for another time until then I want to thank Danny and Karen and Robin and Matthew and Daisy for sharing their stories with you and with me and it's greatly appreciated and just a reminder if you want to get involved with this podcast you can follow me on twitter at a underscore j underscore andrews the underscores are there because twitter is dumb you can subscribe to the podcast on apple google Podcasts, spotify stitcher however you get podcasts you can subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode and they will be coming more frequently now i swear that was a blip in the radar caused by some mental things But we will be back far more regularly. And if you really missed hearing my voice that much and this isn't doing it for you, uh, check out the Transporter Room. It's the Outsports podcast that I had the pleasure of being on last week with Carly Webb and with Don Ellis. It was a great time. We talked for an hour just about life and baseball and snow in Nova Scotia and then Carly followed that up by writing about me on on, on outsports.com, so check that out. Um, that's, that's the first time I think I've been the, the focus of an article I didn't write myself, so that's kind of cool. So check that out. Support the work they're doing over there at Outsports. A very, very important site for, you know, people under the rainbow flag. So do that, and... Follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Locked On Jays. And now that we're done here, tell your smart device, hey, smart device, not going to give you a name because you're not paying me, but play Locked On MLB. And that will get you to the Locked On MLB podcast with Sully, who will give you more merriment in these times when we could all use it. So do that. And we'll be back talking with you about. How fake baseball is kind of ticking me off a little bit. Simulation has a glitch, and that glitch's name is Rafael Dolis. Anyway, until then, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at cheesefromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care. <laughs> <laughs>